this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. persistent in pursuing us and getting us to a place that is specific and intentional within you, albeit outside our own understanding. We lay our hearts and our minds before you, that you may breathe upon us your word, your life, your beauty, and your love. Amen. Amen. Uh, when Pastor brought it to us, that, uh, or to me, potentially speaking, he seemed to have given us uh, the same exact thing to a degree. And so it's complimentary but also encouraging to, um, uh, we only, I think, talked about it last night and then this morning, and it's given us both very specific things, uh, but also very identical. Um, immediately, with both of us, he's, He's desiring us to speak on seeds. Last week, the Father spoke to us some things about seeds he's sown, spiritual seeds. And he brought forward a correction in regards to opening to him. And um, there was a deep sensation that he wanted to expound upon that a little bit more. Naturally, 
that is spiritually. Even in previous ways, there are certain things, there are seeds within us that are dormant, that have been with us since the beginning, before He's even put us into the earth, that we don't even know yet. Where do they exist? They exist in lands in our spirit that we do not even know yet. So, what is He trying to bring to us today? How do we do these things? How do we, what are these seeds? How do we steward these seeds? There are seeds in our identity, there are seeds in flourishing, He even speaks to us things nowadays, spiritually. That we say, ah, where are they now? Where are the seeds? Why are they, where is the fruit? Yeah. So how do we steward these things? Yeah. Oftentimes, stewardship and the idea of how we go about things comes from prayer, but also what we listen to. Mm-hmm. We have something called gates, as if we are a city. In Jeremiah, it spoke of when he called him to be a prophet. It spoke of an evil city from the north whose kings would sit their thrones at the gates of the city and oppose them and speak such things to them. The throne represents they sit in their authority to speak things to the city. Will we open the gates to these things? And God speaks us one thing, even if we do not have understanding of that seed or the word in which he's spoken to us, where do we seek understanding from? In normality or habitually, do we go to the world or common sense or even certain churches or Christians or things of that nature, which may be good and encouraging, but is it that specific thing that we need? What happens is if we open that gate, even if the enemy challenges us and tells us, well, this is, what about this? Did God really say this? Well, look at this in your life. How often do we open our gate to that? And we do an exchange. And we allow that seat of authority of the enemy or the challenge to sit into our gate. And then what happens? If you, if you know what happens next, it's easier to hear things that are negative. Because we have given that access point. Okay? It is, in prayer about this, it is his heart to, as kings and priests in our temple and our cities, that we are discerning but also restful in how we approach his words and what he's given us and things we don't even know he's given us yet. Because the idea is, from the beginning, even in Genesis, things were sowed after its kind into the earth. This was before the fall, before death came upon all creation. And so there was an original heavenly plan that fell with the, with the agreement to the enemy. So too with the seeds that are purely spiritual from him in regards to things he wished to do in us new in this earth. After the original plan, we have to go to that place. Make sense? So that what we can bring is not soiled by understanding of the natural or of potentially old church things or old wisdom. Because what he's wishing to bring is purely spiritual. The goal is to be a city that releases its fruit. 
the heavenly fruit through our gates into this land, the earth realm. So what is purely heaven and purely his fruit can come forward into the earth realm and change the earth. All of heaven and earth groans. Would you actually touch on different types of seeds? Anybody in here a gardener or plant? You know, only one, two? Okay, right. So you know that when you go to plant a tree or a bush or whatever you're doing, um, you kind of have to have a little knowledge of, you know, type of soil to plant it in, how frequently you need to water it, um, how to plant it, how close to plant it to other things. Um, and so sometimes you can do everything right. You can work really hard. You can water it exactly like you're supposed to. You can put it in the right soil. You can put it right next to the, the cross-pollination bushes that you want it to cross-pollinate with, and it still may not grow. And there's a bunch of different reasons for that. So, you know, I'm speaking naturally, but also this is a little bit of a parable of spiritual seeds as well. And so, while I was on the way over here, Holy Spirit had me look up the different genetic traits of seeds. And it's really quite interesting. Um, so, seeds hold different um, attributes, including... Including dormancy. For those who don't know what dormancy is, it is still alive, but it has not awakened yet. Right? Germination, rate uniformity. Seeding vigor, which is growth under stress conditions. So seeds that will grow despite the type of controversy or stress put on it. We've all heard about flowers or things that grow in snow, right? They come up and you're like, how did that grow? This is that type of seed. So, last week, um, when Billy gave the message and we had prayer afterwards, the Lord took me into a vision. And what he showed me is a tilling of the ground, uh, a working of this field, and in case you guys don't know, um, you know we see it in the prayer of Jabez. But Jabez talks about expand my territory. We have spiritual land, spiritual territories, um, and within that, each of us has a garden. And in this garden, he showed me tilling the land, but there was no fruit. There was no growth. The seeds that I was working so hard, the prayers, the people. The things that I was working so hard to no avail. Kept working, kept working. And he said, put down your tools and follow me. And as we walked over the garden, everything started to grow. Everything started to rapidly grow. And I was like, oh, is this, is this happening now or is this the future? Because when you exist with me, it is the past, present, and future. You can exist in this place where it is the future and it is now at the same time. And as everything grew, now I'm really short, so I couldn't see over top of the trees that had grown at this point, <laughs> but it was the rows of trees, the rows of bushes, they were all 
it was understood that they were all fruit trees, all fruit bushes, which is why I have this orange up here. And as I was sitting there with him, with Jesus, we ate of the fruit. And he reminded me of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3. says, so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. So all of these seeds, whether they were dormant, whether I was not uh, stewarding them good enough, it didn't matter. What mattered is he was calling me to that place to walk with him in the garden so that we could see the fruit of everything that he had planted, everything, the seeds that he had placed in me. You know, first Jeremiah 5 talks about it. He had knew us before we were in the womb. Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about it. He knows the plans that I have for you, the seeds. And so with, with that, do you want to go? Is it on land? Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. And so one of the things that when I asked the Lord today, um, you know, I said, so what out of this? Like, what do, you, what do you want your people to know? And he said, return to your garden with me. Mm-hmm. With me. Mm-hmm. Because what a lot of us will do is, well, you know, I got to pray harder. Yeah. Well, I need to make this soil better. Or, oh, I, you know what? I gotta say, I gotta throw the scripture out there so they hear it real quick. Okay, now it's better. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what? No, I gotta go, um, whatever it may be, financial. I gotta work these extra hours. I gotta go do this. Oh, well, you know what? I don't wanna pass up this opportunity because it's in front of me, so it must be from God. Maybe. And he kept saying to me, return to the garden. And what he meant by that is when you go to that place, in your spirit to let him come in and take over let him do the growing let him do all the work he will walk us through it now yes faith without works is dead we all know that scripture but works without Jesus is vanity as you see back in Ecclesiastes Solomon talks about all this is in vain if you're not doing it with him that seed's not going to grow. You can do all the work you want. It's just going to be noise and busyness. And he told me, he's like, relent. Just put it down and let's walk together. And then everything happened. That was it. That's all I was asking for. Just walk with me through this place. Now, it's really cool. And I don't think we're going to really go deep into spiritual territory or gardens. But each spiritual territory is different depending on the person. Um, But the gardens, everybody has a garden. And when you let him walk you through this place, it was a little scary when I was there because there was nothing growing in mine. I was like, wow. But this is what I felt. What I felt at that time is that nothing was growing, that there was no fruit. Where is the fruit in my life and my prayers? And what he wanted to show me was past, present, and future and the rapid growth of just spending time with him. 
And again, he says, return to the garden. Let the seeds grow, but he's going to do it. God does the growth. I don't know if you noticed, but the Father's really trying to get us to a certain point yeah. in the past like a month or so. I want to read a scripture, Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus says the Lord, Curses the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Whose heart departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places and cannot see when good comes. How much when God blesses you? And we, that's why testimonies are so good. How many times in your life has God blessed you, but we can only see the negative things that are talking to us? Yeah. How many voices are we actually in, allowing entering into our gates? Even today, he said something in regards to, like, will you let that voice enter you? And I realized from the beginning, the first voice, which was his voice, as a reverberative vibration of light is what formed all things. So too with our temples, our beings, our vessels. The informative knowledge that is light and the vibrational frequency of his voice is the formation of who we are. So the more we heed and take in his vibrative word, it will form our temple. And I've talked about forming our temples previously. Okay? Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes but its leaf will be green. You will not listen to the heat anymore because you don't have to. You are not from the heat, the place anymore. He's talking about going to the garden. There's a certain specificity in, guys, the stuff I've experienced. There is a, we talked about going to that place. It is because you're multidimensional beings. Not to sound so esoteric, but it, in reality, you're created in his image. He is in more than one place at one time. He exists in you. You also exist in him, yet you're also here. He says you're seated in heavenly places. Jeremiah 17, 12, our glorious high throne from the beginning is our sanctuary. Mm -hmm. It says that. That is our sanctuary. From the beginning, that's our glorious high throne. Wow. Right? So we sit there. We also sit here. But we are trying to habitate here, but based off earthly means. Sowing, allowing the seeds of the world and the information of the world on how to go about things, enter into through our gates. Understand? Yeah. So there is, there is, oftentimes we hear, we may hear speaking not of the dormant seeds, but we may just hear a word of God. He may speak something to us, a promise. That is like a word of knowledge. Then we may not have the wisdom on how to go about it. Mm -hmm. So we often tend to try and steward it based on previous wisdom or ways mm -hmm. or, or spiritual principles, I say in quotations, just because, you know, there is, there is just wise things in the Bible on how to go about things, but there's also a necessity to walking with Him. Mm -hmm. Like He stated, in that garden place, walking with Him in that specific place of soil, in that specific place where He's put that word or that seed. Make sense? Mm -hmm. For the dormant ones are part of our identity and who we really are. The Father will take you to a place, and I talked about your multidimensionality, because He will take you to a place in the heavenlies, outside of all realms, where you exist with the existing one right now. But it is a land 
that you have not experienced before. It is a place you have not experienced before. But there lies the seed he wished to grow. Amen. But it takes, and Jesus, I have to say something from him later, but this is relative to it. It takes the allowance for him to rule and run that place. It takes the allowance for him to, it's almost let go of your understanding of how to steward so that he can steward it for you. Because for him to bring something different and new through you into the world, it requires that. Is this kind of making sense? Okay. Got any more? Yeah. It's the first time we've thought together, so we're just trying to flow in the spirit here. Um, Brett spoke on stewardship. And, you know, we know from Scripture, um, it says that, uh, and the principle of stewardship, those who are faithful with little will be given more. Um, I think one of the great things that we forget, and then the Holy Spirit had to remind me uh, of, of stewardship, it's super important, and, you know, it was prayed on, it was sung on today, and that's being thankful, gratefulness. This aspect, and this is, you know, one of the things that, um, and when you, you return to the garden with, with Jesus, and, and you go and he'll show you, um, you know, whatever he wants to show you, but one of the things he was talking to me about was, you know, how gratefulness can create growth, and how it can allow the seeds to grow when you can sit in that place of thankfulness and gratefulness. Look at what Jesus did right before he fed the 5,000. Right? He gave thanks for it happened. There is such power in being grateful and thankful for where, what you have in the moment, knowing what he has planted in you. The seeds that are dormant that maybe have not sprouted yet. The seeds that are in your heart that you know are there because you can feel them. You have dreams. You have passions. You have visions. Right? Let them grow be thankful for that. Be thankful for this thing that you have in your heart. Be thankful for the seeds. Let them grow. And that alone is stewarding. Mm. That alone is a portion of stewardship. And it's really cool to think about that. Mm-hmm. Because again, you're just, that draws you to that place of being with him, returning to the garden, where you allow him to grow that seed by being thankful and grateful for that seed in your heart. Man, God, thank you for this. I can't wait to see what you do with it. Let's walk together and see how this grows. And in that process, you get to learn how to garden. Garden. He gets to teach you how to walk through this place so that you're not toiling on your own. You're not toiling and exhausting, having expectations that you're putting for yourself and not reaching and then getting upset. so powerful that one thing being thankful being grateful Amen. I can see the question he's asking what do I see and I see the question like how do I do this <laughs> yeah there's that's the good thing about the Lord is he's uh, he's simple 
is very simple. It is not about our ability to do these things. It is about his ability. It is about simply being with him. Letting the Father lead you. Let him lead you into these places. He's opening up to us now for a reason. I mean, honestly, this whole thing about spiritual seeds, I was just like, I was coming in, I was like, this, okay, I, I kind of understood, but I was like, I, we never touched on this before. And so I was like, this is what he wants to bring forward. This is what he talked to him about. I was like, okay, teach us, all of us, like this is, but now I'm starting to understand. I was like, oh, I see, yeah. I didn't have the wisdom of stewardship and properly in regards to these things he's bringing. We had some sort of idealistic basis of it, maybe, and, and, and whatever, but, but it's always simple with him. It's always a relational following. Let him lead. Let him lead us to these places. Yours will be different than mine. What he brings forward in, I mean, the, the vision before the church with, with us, like, looking for the seed and looking for the fruit and why hasn't it grown yet, what he was bringing was, when I bring forward mine, it'll be so powerful. It will be that tree that just goes so strong, like the seed, the mustard seed. Uh, it grows as a tree that is larger than any that any bird can sit in, in, in its branches. And it's simply the allowance of him. Yeah, he reminded me of my experience. And then he said, 
yeah, my experiences in regards to, I was uncomfortable with the revelation he was bringing to me because I had no place to put it. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had no, um, it, nowhere, for, I didn't feel like it landed anywhere, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, it hasn't landed yet, and so I don't really feel like I know it. Yeah. But it, it was for a reason, because I wasn't in control of the stewardship. Does that make sense? Yes. Before I go to this next part, Brian, will you speak on in regards to what we have led in? Jeremiah, Jeremiah was called to be a prophet. He, in Jeremiah 1.5, mm. says, I formed you in the belly. Before I started going before all creation and all these things, he showed me that all, for him, he showed me that means he formed us before all things existed. Mm. I formed you in the belly of creation. In the, in the womb of your mother. He called him to be a prophet to tear down, to pull out, yeah. to build, to admonish. And so with certain seeds that are planted in us and our gates potentially opening to the throne of the enemy or the voices of negativities or maybe our preconceived concepts and natural flesh man ways, there are things we need to pull up mm. and pull down. And with gardening, Brian, you want to touch on that? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, so going back to, to our parable of, of, of gardening, um, I think it's really cool because I never gardened before. I was just like, yeah, that's something my mom does. And, um, then COVID hit and, hey, I got into gardening. Now I really love to see my baby seeds grow. Um, it's actually really cool if you have done it um, But one of the things that you actually do have to worry about is because with winds and cross-pollination, you actually do get seeds of other plants that come in and will plant themselves next to that fertile soil because it is fertile soil. Fertile soil as in being the ability to receive and grow. And some of those will harm the plants. And so you do have to get down there and rip those out. And it is a constant checkup on it. Now it's not like you have to go digging too hard. You walk up and you look and you're like, eh, that's a weed that needs not be there. How do you know? Well, the truth of what's supposed to be there. You know the truth of what is planted there and what should exist there. And you see something that's not supposed to be there. Just take it out. Now, it's pretty... Going back to being able to tell, when you know what is supposed to be in alignment with truth, you'll be able to compare that with what is not supposed to be there. Does that make sense? Yes. It's a matter of just submitting and letting the spirit of truth highlight it. You know, it's funny, I have three different lemon trees that I recently planted. I've really gotten into lemons. It's awesome, let me tell you. And uh, two of them sprouted up super fast. Like, super fast. And I was like, alright, that's great. And then one didn't, so I just assumed, not knowing seeds, that, well, this one wasn't going to grow. 
But I kept it there, kept watering, because hey, why not? Now other things started to grow in its place. And I was like, well, that's not what's supposed to grow. That needs to go. And while the other seeds started growing even bigger and bigger, the plant, they're plants now. Um, this one still nothing. And there would still be weeds or other things growing out and that's not what's supposed to grow there. Now, I could have just thrown it out if I was told to. <laughs> but I said, no, I'm not going to listen to outside voices. This is what's supposed to grow here, so this will grow here. And eventually it did. Eventually it did. When we got those crazy rains recently, all of a sudden it decided it wanted to grow. Now, generally, with lemon trees, you're just supposed to keep the soil mo moist. For some reason, this lemon tree wanted to be flooded. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but that is what caused it to grow. So listen to what I'm saying spiritually as well. Some seeds that God has planted, they're still there. They haven't left. God's promise to you, his truth to you, it's still in there. It has not left. Don't let anything from outside, don't let the world replace it with things. Trust God. Let him grow it. As 1 Corinthians 3 said, God grows it. I can water, you can plant. We are nothing compared to what God does, which is he is the grower. Jeremiah 17, 19, thus says the Lord, Go and stand in the gates with the children of the people, by which the kings of Judah come in, and by which they go out, and in all the gates of Jerusalem, and say to them, Hear the word of the Lord, you kings of Judah, and all the inhabitants. Thus says the Lord, Take heed yourselves, and bear no burden on the Sabbath day, nor bring in by the gates of Jerusalem, nor carry a burden out of your houses, on the Sabbath day, nor do any work, but hollow the Sabbath day, as I commanded your fathers. Can we rest our gates? Can we rest our gates? Take out what is ever there, but can we rest our gates? This is not necessarily about the Sabbath day, but just in rest in general. Yes, by, by just not having the wisdom on what we're doing, but this is why he brings things to light. Can we rest our gates? Take out the voices we've agreed to, the negativities of the enemy, the authority of the enemy, the ways of the world, the ways of, of previous generations and traditions in regards to how we, we, we should steward spirituality and, and his personal things that he has given us that we are to give the world. Can we rest our gates? We are trying to do too much ourselves. We are trying to do way too much ourselves. We put too much on ourselves. It's by His grace all things happen anyway. The works come from obedience, hearing, 
this is the way, go in it. Yeah. He is a lamp unto our feet, yeah. a light to our path. I personally, within most things, especially the truck thing, only if you say this and go will I go. Because the necessity for this world to receive heavenly things, it has to be done in faith, can only come through that pathway. Then it is pure. The last thing he said to me outside was, he said to ask again, and I know he's he said this, but he's intentional. Uh, he said, you want me to say that again? He's like, yes, my son. Will they let me in? Will they be for me? Will they take the rightful place by my side? Hear me, my children, hear me. I am yours. I am yours. I give myself freely to you now. We can arrest our gates. We can take out, pull out that which we've allowed in. That which disagrees with the word on our life and in our life. We can let all those things down. The stewardship is his. He wants it to be his. For what's coming, we still do not know. And the way he wishes to bring it, we still do not know. Even if we see it with our own eyes. The formation and the releasing of it is something is still completely surrendered unto him. An allowance of him. says, I'm going to start from verse 2, he says, I know your deeds, your hard work and perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wickedness, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. You have forsaken your love at first. Return to your first love. Yes. That's Jesus. That's it. Yeah. It's all about Him. He's the grower of the seeds of our dreams, of our spiritual growth, of all the things we are praying for. Amen. He's saying, Return to the garden, open the gates. It's all about Him. Matthew eleven twenty eight. All you who are weary and burdened, come to me and I will give you rest. Rest in this place. 
Let him take you through this. Let him show you how he wants to have it done. Let him speak to you on how to steward this properly. The things that we as a church, we as individuals have been praying for, have been seen but can't seem to access, it's all there. It's all there. Let him just take you there. Can everyone stand for prayer?
Father, we come to you. We lay down our tools, our gardening tools, the things that we've been working hard at, praying hard at, and we let you take us to that place. We let you take over and take control. We let you show us how growth happens, what it looks like. We let you grow the things in our hearts, the things that we've been praying for. We let you grow those around us, those that we've been praying for. Teach us about seeds. Teach us about growth. Teach us about your kingdom in this place, in these depths. Take us to that place that you created for each of us, our own land and territory that you created, the garden that you prepared for us. Show us, Lord, what you want for us to see. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.